Hi, everyone. This is Tate. This is Ren. And we are your hosts for Tales at 3 a.m., a podcast for the spooky, the weird, the unusual, and the paranormal. And we are at the end of our Halloween series. It's been a good run, but like all things, some things have to come to an end. Basically, Halloween for us as as we're recording this now, uh, is on Monday, and today's the 28th. So this will be the last of the Halloween series before uh, October, or before the end of October, and then we'll be moving to something else. But with that being said, tonight we're going to uh, discuss a few things that haven't been talked about in any of the previous uh, episodes so far. And that is a little history behind... um, the uh, Halloween costumes and trick-or-treating. And I know a little bit, Ren, I know we were discussing earlier that you know a little bit more about it than I do, which is great. All I know about it is people, you know, before would put on Halloween costumes to try to trick or confuse spirits and i don't know that much about the whole trick or treat thing can you elaborate for me on some of the history behind that i figured you probably know more about than me well yeah um originally like as we know all hallows eve Samhain, this night and everything the veil is super thin this time of year and Samhain actually takes place from like october 25th through like november 8th something like that it's it's two weeks long um it's not just one single night even though we generally only celebrate it one single night now it's like gotten super condensed um but salon is like it's the last harvest it's all that and it's the time where you're paying respect to loved ones and all that who have passed on and i know you've talked about this previously i'm just kind of reiterating with all that and it's but because the veil is so thin and it's easy for our ancestors to kind of cross back over and have that time with us and all that like as most probably find it more familiar with like the day of the dead and everything um el dia de los muertos 
Yes. Um, I can say it. I knew if I tried to say it, I'd probably mess it up <laughs> on this. So I, I didn't want to try. <laughs> um, um, for some reason, I knew for some reason I would probably just like that, 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 that with it. So I was like, I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, but yes. And so like people are more familiar with that aspect of like the ancestors coming back and paying the offerings and stuff and everything and having dinners and stuff and whatever with them like having the altars and everything set up for them um but where trick-or-treating comes in is because yes the veil is thin our ancestors are able to kind of cross back over for a certain amount of time they can cross back over any time of the year let's be real yeah let's but just be honest easier. about it <laughs> yeah but it's easier for them at this time because of the this is the time of year where like um the mother goddess, if you look at it and everything, is essentially in her crone phase and is dying off. And um Salwan's also known as like the witch's new year, and it's where everything's kinda it's that veil is just super thin. So it's thin enough for our ancestors to come through with ease, no issue. It's thin enough for other things to come through with no issues. And now, when you say other things, what are you talking about? Uh, generally, some. I don't like this word. I don't like the term. I don't like the title of demons or demonic. Because, yes, it's a thing, but they're really spirits. Like when you look at folklore and stuff or whatever in different cultures and everything, they'll refer to things as demons when they're actually just spirits like they'll be like it's a water demon but it's actually a water spirit and it's just it's just how things got translated through over time but yes yeah, some darker things and whatever that people would like to label demonic can still make its way through a water and spirit is that like equivalent to a water pet i guess <laughs> <laughs> um but uh think more like spirited away with the water dragon oh, okay. <laughs> the water yeah, spirit yeah, of the river yeah, stuff like that and there different cultures have different various ones and everything and the folklore that goes along with it but i know in ireland where Samhain generally originated that area it wasn't just ireland it was that whole region um it's wasn't just everyone dressing up it was the parents dressing up the children because again children are innocent and are much easier to trick and get and pull along and stuff or whatever to manipulate to get them to come with them fey folk fey love kids and people think of fairies as like these little tinkerbell type things or whatever like fern going is, the last rainforest yes Yes, <laughs> but that is showing our age there. There um, we go. <laughs> but that is not, that is not how the Fae are. Um, and some of them can actually be really quite scary and even appear demonic. And so it, it's within all this and everything. So it's this time of year, they would disguise their children up as monsters or demons or whatever to make them think that they were already one 
of these creatures coming out. Oh, okay. And so so they wouldn't try to kidnap the children. Those that failed to do so, children got kidnapped and drove away to like whatever realm they lived in astral demont and fairy what 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 not so what you're saying is that the parents would dress up the kids because they knew that whatever spirits were lingering around were going to potentially try to steal a kid in an effort for that to not happen they would dress up their kids to look like what the spirits were going to be looking like in order to make them basically bypass the kid yes gotcha it's 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 like the scene from The Walking Dead where they discuss, where they put like all the zombie guts and everything on them to smell like zombies so they could walk with them. Similar know. concept. Um, and so that's where that kind of originated with just all the kids just walking around dressed up like this and stuff and everything. And then from there to kind of appease these spirits to try and keep them from even looking for their children and whatnot they would leave offerings and this is the time of year where at the final harvest and stuff and everything with the breads and stuff the wheat and everything you harvested you make these breads and these sweets and so you would leave these offerings for them to be like here you go please eat this instead of my child essentially whereas in other cultures you leave the offerings again i'm kind of referencing day of the dead you leave the offerings and stuff to share with your ancestors. So was it a situation to where they knew the spirits would be trying to come to the house to try to jack with family members and in order to, yes, I think, yeah, I think it had kind of eventually, um, evolved into that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and I'm literally just kind of talking from memory from what I remember reading over the years and stuff and all that. But, yeah, and so it would appease and be like, here, have this instead. And eventually, that evolved over the years and the playfulness and whatever to where the cakes and breads and everything turned into candy. And the kids dressing up became a thing where it's fun costumes now, not just disguises. And now they're going around and they're the spirits playing tricks or getting the offerings or... And this is where the trick or treat comes from. If you don't, it develops into the trick or treat. And with the kids going from house to house to receiving all this and everything. And where this comes from is them dressed up and whatever. It's like they would go accept the offering. And if there was no offering being presented, they got to play tricks on the people. And which we may be familiar with here and stuff in the States, how it developed over time where it's like, oh, they don't give out candy or we get the treats and stuff and whatever they, um, kids would like either like egg the house or roll or teepee the yards or something. Um, I just call it free toilet paper. (laughs) As long as you collect it before it rains. Yes. being down Um, here if you can grab it first i mean yeah it often rains down here but during during the fact it's gonna be you know pretty uh pretty good weather down here man why uh why waste it when you can use it right (laughs) the kids around here are slacking this year like i normally see a bunch of houses get rolled 
I know the general term is teepeed, but for some reason down here, we call it rolling or rolled, or that's how I always grew up calling it. So it's just... Roll the house. Yes, but it's just like, I haven't seen like any houses be rolled yet this year. I'm like, y'all are slacking. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, and so that's generally where that all comes from and everything. Because again, if you didn't have the offerings for the spirits and whatnot, then they would play tricks on you as well or kidnap your kids or like it would just kind of go a whole way of it. And over time it developed to what we know today. And now it's like completely commercialized and now everyone's back to where they're afraid to just let their kids walk around anymore. So they have the trunk or treats and stuff now. And, now the kids um, that and that's just um, not as fun. The uh, the kids that were you know supposedly taken that couldn't find a you know any kind of offering or anything like that. Did they ever find any of the bodies? Do we know? I I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know anything like that because it could be said like there might have been some reports of the bodies and stuff being found. But, like, if you get kidnapped by the Fae and go to the Fae realm, they're not going to find your body. <laughs> like, it's... You're in a completely different realm. So... Hey, where'd you go, Ferngully? They're not Ferngully. <laughs> they don't They don't look like Tinkerbell. It's... No, no. When um, you wish upon a star... No. <laughs> All right, better stop before we get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But, um, but yeah, so, and that's generally what it is. That's what I remember reading and learning about and all that and everything. And, um, and there's probably honestly more to it. Than what I remember off the top of my head, if I really went back to fully like research it and stuff and whatnot, I'd probably find more. And we can maybe revisit this whole aspect with it if we do figure out more folklore and history and stuff behind it. Absolutely. Um, but um Absolutely. But yeah, but it's the time of year now we're it's not just children dressing up. Now adults are dressing up in today's society and stuff and going to parties. And you go to the parties and you still bring offerings. Like you bring for the host. Like you bring like spirits or foods or something <laughs> to be like, hey, thanks for hosting. <laughs> so they better be bringing me some cheesecake. Oh, cheesecake is my favorite. They're bringing me some cheesecake. That are some Reese cups. I am just. I'm a, not a huge fan of Reese cups. Um, it's too much peanut butter to chocolate ratio for oh me. I know no. blasphemy for, from people. I I'm miss, not a huge fan of peanut butter, like a lot of peanut butter by itself. Now, the mini Reese cups I love, and the special shaped ones that are shaped like the pumpkins, Easter eggs, Christmas trees, all that. I love those. But for some reason, just regular Reese cups, it's not an even enough ratio for me. Hmm. So I've never heard anybody say that. That's okay. Well, it's first. It's the first. Um, 
and I and I freaking love Reese's Pieces, Reese's Pieces. However, inside Reese's cups, ever had that? I have. I haven't had the ones with them inside it yet. So, this is not a paid endorsement. I assure you, but those things are amazing. Um, I'm just saying. But, yeah, but speaking of offerings and parties and stuff, like as we know, I practice witchcraft. Um, and I've been practicing it practically my entire life. Um, but there's a saying that when you go and visit a witch, you bring an offering of like food, spirits, alcohol, um, <laughs> tobacco, or green something. Um, um, money or sex it, it's like you bring something to offer with this energy exchange when you visit a witch and stuff and so like i went to a halloween party last weekend bunch of witches and all of us going and of course we brought the host like we it was a potluck so we all brought like food and stuff and i even brought candy for it i was like here here's some candy <laughs> um for all this and uh, this is what we're going into what we're going to be calling the witching hour with Rin, where I talk about my little witchy adventures and stuff and everything I do from time to time. Might as well. Yeah. Um, but so like we had this party and it's typical party, everyone coming together, have food, drink, just laugh, have a good old time. But with this group, we also performed and held and participated in a calling of the quarters is what they call it and casting a circle and everything and held like an actual full on ritual. Um, Let me ask you a question, but with, without having to go into no, uh, full uh, sacred detail on that, when you say calling of the, you said corners quarters, calling like, of the quarters. what do you mean when you say that? The elements and areas, so it's like, um, earth, fire, wind, earth, water, air, fire, water, spirit. Okay. And you think of a pentagram when you think of this. But yes, um, I mean, each element is positioned, um, at a certain place in the circle. And, and it creates the store, right? Yes. Like, fire is south. Like, I was assigned for fire. Because um, it's either one person can call upon all the elements in the quarters, or each, or different people can take place and help out within the full ritual. Um, and it's usually a priest or priestess leading it. Um, but within our little group, no one's actually assigned the title of, like, high priest or high priestess. And the next one we do, someone else will actually be in the position of the priest to priestess to lead it and run it. Um, and I think it's, that's pretty neat. It's like, we're not technically a coven, but it's a nice little group that we have founded and formed and all this. And so, like, my, my duties for this was fire, and so I had to find things that represented the element of fire and all that were for me to call on the spirit and obviously candle flame 
like that. I'm also a tarot reader, and so I had different oracle cards and tarot cards with me that would have fire images with it or represent it stuff within that element that I set up on like my little mini altar table. The sun is also a symbol of fire, whereas the moon opposite is a symbol of water. Um, feathers and things alike can be symbols for air, incense and all that. And then salt, dirt, obviously, um, rocks, things like that can be symbols for um, earth and represent earth like you're bringing the elements and, and when you do the sacred circle like there's a way to enter and you mark it and go around and you cannot cross that boundary once like once it's set you can only cross that boundary if you're being invited in you cannot <clears throat> break that circle unless you're being invited in through the special opening that is created with you making that stand let me ask you a question um, it, for that particular kind of thing, who or, or when were the, you may, I, you may or may not know the answer to this. I just figured I'd ask who created the guidelines for that. I don't know. It's different cultures and stuff and whatever kind of went on in this i know the one we generally followed is more um wicca based um which is very new wicca itself is very new within like the 1970s or 60s i believe 50s i think 50s. 40s 50s it started to really take speed pick up speed and stuff in like the 60s and 70s but yeah, it's very new in terms of pagan religions and practices, but it pulls from the old pagan religions and practices, and it kind of, and so, um, and I think Wicca is like a nice starting point for people who have been interested in witchcraft and stuff and want to, because like I said, I practice witchcraft. It is a craft. It is not a religion for me. It is a craft. And it's like all witches, it's like all Wiccans are witches, but not all witches are Wiccans. It's that phrase, because there's, I don't have a religion. Wicca is a religion. And I explained but it I, to somebody uh, a few months back at a place I was working at. Uh, he was like, well, blah, 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 blah. You know, he just kind of like give his own synopsis. I said, no, that's that's not correct. I said, just because you practice witchcraft does not mean you practice Wiccan. Yeah, I said Wiccan's a religion. I said witchcraft is yes. craft. And I, I like to call Wicca um, like witchcraft light. <laughs> and I know some may find that derogatory, but that's just me kind of personally with it. So I don't mean to offend any Wiccans out there that may tune in and listen. This is just me. Um, but I think it's a very good starting point of people, particularly like here in the South, how you grow up in those super strong Bible belt, strong root Christian ties. It helps you get into this side of you while keeping the structure of the church. Cause some of the, cause we have a few people in the group that are just really kind of starting to come into this and find this about themselves and stuff, but they're afraid to let go of that structure of what they've grown up with. Um, and so 
the, the one that we did was very Wicca based within how it's set up and everything, but it's still a very beautiful ceremony. And basically like within that circle, you, you treat it like it is church. Cause that's what it is for these moments and stuff. Like you be, you be quiet and respectful, only speak when it's your turn to speak. There's a form where we actually take a form of like, it'd be considered like a form of communion where like we ate the bread and drank the wine. Everyone had their drink of choice because some people don't drink and we're not going to force someone to drink alcohol or anything. Um, if they drink, but it's the representations there. And, um, it was just a very beautiful ceremony, like all throughout. And like, we even lit a candle for our ancestors, the ones who have loved ones who have passed on and everything for all of us. And we were like right on like the edge of the woods doing this too on their property. And it's just like, my back was to the woods, but just like standing there and doing all this, like I could feel the energy come through and like join us with what we were doing and be a part of it. And then when it was time to close everything down and leave, they went back. It's like they participated and made themselves known. And then they went back and some lingered a little bit for the party and festivities and stuff, but it was real nice. And also within my practice, I'm a tarot reader. Um, as I've mentioned before, so I had a little table area set up throughout the party where I was doing tarot readings. I was doing mini readings um, at a discounted price because generally I do 30 minute readings or an hour readings at set oh, prices. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But for little events and stuff or whatever like this, I do what's called mini readings. And the mini readings could literally last like three minutes or it could last 30 minutes. It's, I'm just going to read until I feel like I'm done reading. I'm not going to try and push the clock and anything, but I only ch charge. Uh, um, it's a discounted price for the mini readings. And so I had a couple... <laughs> And I was apparently real in the zone that night. And I, the readings I did, I hit, I hit some key points with some people with some of them, like their mommy issues, some of them with like their personal issues. And these people that I literally just met that night at the party. And there was this one party goer where they came up, they were hesitant at first about even getting a reading, but their partner talked them into it. And, and I've even stated, everyone will get a reading with me when they're meant to get a reading with me. And they may never be meant to get a reading with me. Um, but when they're ready to get a reading with me, they will get a reading with me. I'm not going to go and pursue or try and talk anyone into it. I'm going to let them come in. And I know when some people picture tarot readers, they picture like that, like California psychics type commercial with the, or the over the top Hollywood type deal thing with how they do this and all that and they, they I picture, don't 
they picture walk, walking to a spot where you see some slender older lady with like a turban on her head sitting around yeah. a red, like a, a circle table and saying with a crystal ball in the middle. Yes, I actually was going to set my crystal ball up, but then I forgot it stand and then ended up not taking my car that night because I had a flat tire. So I had to take my husband's car. And so my crystal ball, I left at home. <laughs> but um, but no, it's like because I was going to kind of set the scene up for the aesthetic and the party and all that. But there are some tarot readers that you walk into and they're like, what do you want to know? That's all fine and dandy, but a lot of times when people go into readings, they don't even know what they want to know. Like, they don't know where to start, what to do, how to ask. And um, and there are some, what they do is called, some tarot readers, which I, I point these out as phonies, and they're the ones who give legit ones like myself a very bad rap. They do cold readings, or they're fishing, where they'll say some generalized statements and they'll be, they'll ask like, does this resonate with you? I mean, yeah. Like, but... like the whole thing of, uh, I'm seeing someone come across and their name starts with the J and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's James. How did you know? Like, well, I did. You just told me. Yes. It's, it's that's essentially the thing. It's like the reading is, and a lot of things that come up in some tarot readings or tarot readers, they'll do be like, are you having money problems? Who isn't nowadays? Like, that's... Yeah. So, but I, I like to test my abilities and stuff. And there's been a few times where people are like, let me tell you what's going on. And they want to test my abilities and they want to try and give me a download. I'm like, don't tell me anything. Let's see what the cards have to say and see if it picks up on it. And they have. And, well, there's this party goer they eventually got a reading and they were expected for some things about one particular parent to pop up for whatever issues they have with that parent. And it was fun and dandy. And like in the beginning, the cards kind of called them out as having like a little mini God complex, essentially being cocky and like, um, among their group of friends and stuff or whatever, like gentlemen would be like, the alpha male, the man's man, even and all that and everything. A female would be like the head bitch in charge or the Regina George of the group, like whatever, the, like the, the pair, the, the wearer of the pants in the family. Yes. And within their group and all that and everything. And so it kind of, and it was funny because it called them out after they kind of went fancy with the shuffling of my cards. They were showing off their skills and then my cards immediately. And I literally just drew from the top and it was just like, I was like, you got like a little God complex, don't you? <laughs> and it was all laughs and giggles around and it was pulling out some things that, yes, that resonated. And I never once asked, does this resonate with you? I just go and tell you what they say. There's been very few times where I've done a reading and it not hit at all. Um, and they're just like, nah, this doesn't make sense and whatever. And like, I wait till the end to be like, was there anything that didn't make sense or, or, and sometimes they may interrupt and question in between and then I'll draw and elaborate whatever on that. But we were going on and the tone was this and this, and then something flipped over 
and I started talking about this and the energy completely shifted. This party goer went from like, yeah, this is making sense. Like with the tone and kind of having fun to stone cold face. Like I hit a nerve about something that no one knew about except for them and their spouse. So don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> and I'm really, like, and I'm just like, I hate it and I love it at the same time because again, that proves to me myself. I am legit. Cause there are times where I'm like, I'm a fraud. I'm just doing generalized things and I'm no good and blah, blah, blah. But then it's the moments like this where I'm like, I'm not, well, speaking I believe of everyone. Issue. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was like, I believe everyone has different abilities and stuff and what they can do, particularly if you practice and other people's abilities are stronger in some areas than others. And I just like it when I'm able to prove to myself in my own abilities, I was like, I'm not a fraud. <laughs> like, this is great. But then I feel bad for the person. I want to give them a hug. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Since we're on the topic of that, do you think it can happen or have you had a situation take place where, whether it be a, a guy or a girl, <clears throat> comes to you? And, or maybe, I don't, you know, I'm just kind of guessing here. I don't know if this is something that would actually happen or not. But let's say that, that they don't practice anything in their lives as, as anything in, involving of anything. And they sit down with you <clears throat> and you turn over a card and it tells you that that person, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the term loosely, like they're in the broom closet, mm -hmm. but they themselves don't know that about themselves, but it gets revealed that like, yes, you are yeah. this, you may not yeah, do anything, with it, but you are this. Has it ever my, happened? My cards have, yeah, it, it has pulled up certain people's abilities and stuff and like, um, with things that they do. And usually when that happens, they might not know it, but they obviously subconsciously know something there else. They wouldn't be seeking a terror reading. And it usually, when those opportunities and stuff come out or when those moments come out, it's usually almost followed by, um, in the tarot deck, it's either called like the high priest or the hierophant. And in my deck, particularly, it is a crow represented with a key. And she's like, opportunity is knocking. Like you are literally being handed the key to unlock this door to start this like right here, right now. And because obviously like they, they may be in the broom closet or some, something has sparked their interest, which has led them to me, whatever little journey that they're researching or doing or whatever. And it's able to bring that forward. And it explains, it's like, take this chance, start researching, start studying, start, seeking this side of you and they were like well i've always been kind of interested i was like go with it <laughs> go with it and i've had a few that have gone with it and they're really like 
blossoming now into what abilities they may have and may not have and trying to use it within their everyday life and practice and all that and they come to me and some of the other people who have been practicing a while asking questions and we're there to guide them and get them and and I've always stated like I'm not a big fan of the state I live in and not just the state I live in but the particular area of the state I live in and but something is keeping me here and within like the past couple of years I've discovered there's a lot more around here that practice like I do that just aren't out in the open. They're in the broom closet. I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, in the, in the area that you're in, I'm not going to name names, but there, as you just said, there is a lot more people that I'm acquainted with. Um, that, I know there's one particular shop. I know there's one particular shop in the area I'm in. I was acquainted with them. Not anymore. And I don't know if you know the shop. We'll talk about that when we're not recording anymore. Because, again, not wanting to name names and put stuff out there. So we'll elaborate on that a little later. But, um, it's, uh, but yeah. And so, but even with all that and everything a lot more people are coming out of the woodwork and it's just like hey they're here and so i feel it's essentially part of what i'm supposed to be doing is helping build this community in whatever form way and fashion to get these people out and to create this safe space for them and I'm so out and open and whatever some people that may not be or whatever, I'm willing to take any backlash that may come off of it. Um, and essentially be like that mama bear and like protect them and whatnot. And, um, within practice and witchcraft, just like within Christianity, how you have like the father, son and Holy ghost. There's another Holy Trinity within witchcraft and the pagan religions and stuff. And it's, the triple goddess or the maiden mother and crone the maiden being the young maiden just coming into life figuring things out and all that. the mother within that middle part of life like she's wiser than the maiden she still has a lot of learning and stuff to do but she's right within a certain point within her life and then the crone the crone is obviously the older woman the wise woman who knows everything and is teaching all and I'm in that mother phase right now, not only just me being a mother, but in the part of my journey where I'm starting to mentor novice witches. I hate the term baby witch, so I'm not going to use that. <laughs> like novice witches, newcomers and stuff and help them gain. But I'm still learning and building on myself from the chrome. And so I'm like in that nice little middle spot and eventually I will go into my crone phase and I hope to still be providing like the safe haven for everyone or by the time I'm in my crone phase hopefully I have made an impact within this community or whatever where we won't be I'm trying to think of the words um 
not disowned, but ostracized. Yes, ostracized. I, I, it was right there, but I was like, where we won't be ostracized. And so that's my goal. And that's, that, that's what I figured out within like the past, like year and a half, two years. It's like, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm so stuck in literally like the town I grew up in. <laughs> so well, I was going to say, if you could tell anybody for Halloween, since this is, <clears throat> unfortunately the last halloween episode of the uh of this season after this episode we'll be going into i guess i'm gonna call it season three but um <laughs> after the well yeah while, while we're talking about it if there was anything that you could tell anybody for uh who'll be listening to this for halloween and i feel like i'm an on-air dj right this moment which i kind of wish i was <laughs> uh what would you tell the people for, for their Halloween? What was some advice that you would give to someone this Halloween season? Um, I'll share with people something that I do personally. Um, Salon, Halloween, when all the parties and everything's over and whatnot, within the practice, there can be something that we call like a dummy supper. I think I've heard of that. Similar, yeah, similar to like what they do with Day of the Dead with bringing food and stuff with the family and ancestors. And you can do it with your entire family. I personally like to do it with just myself, where it's I'll just make something to eat, comfort food or something for me. And I like to sit in silence and reflect. And have a conversation with my loved ones who have passed. And talk about what I've accomplished so far. Talk about my goals and achievements I'm aiming for. And I do this literally in almost pure darkness with just like a single candlelight burning. And I'm someone who cannot stand silence. I don't like silence. I have to have background noise some form, way, or fashion. This is the only night that I actually just sit in like pure silence with everything. And it's a time where you can really hear your thoughts, as scary as that may sound. Reminds me of that song by uh, Simon, uh, what's it called? Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I think it's mm-hmm. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <clears throat> There's a disturbed version of that too. I speak with you again. I love the disturbed version. See, I like the original. The disturbed version just sends like chills down my spine. But, um, but yes, it's just literally just sitting there in silence. In reflecting and sharing that time with loved ones who have passed and within that moment like time doesn't seem to exist in my sense anyway it's like a second seems like it's gone on for an hour but then an hour passes and it feels like five minutes like it's the whole sense of time 
within that moment and stuff for me is just completely distorted and I don't put myself in a full meditative state for this, but it feels like I'm just kind of in my own space. Right. And cause I do this, I do this after the trick or treating's done now. Cause I also like to watch like horror movies on Halloween when we're done trick or treating. I like to watch horror movies and I generally have this when everyone's gone to bed <clears throat> they're asleep. And then I do this for me. And I don't know. It's just something the the peacefulness that I experience within the air as I'm doing this. It's just unlike any other. And so I would like for anyone when they go to listen to this to maybe try and give that a try this year if they haven't even thought about it before. And all that. Awesome. <clears throat> My silences. <laughs> Gotta edit that out. <laughs> but uh yeah, this is uh this is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 That is my all-time favorite movie, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, I can talk along with the movie, it, and I'm, it's not a new favorite either. It has been my favorite since I was four when I first saw it. So I don't remember how old I was when I saw that movie the first time. It came out in 93. Okay, so I was... I still have my original VHS copy. I don't know how old I was. I think I was younger than 13. I was, I was born... three when it came out. And I, Let's see. Yeah, I don't even remember how old I was. I was young, though. It's been a yeah, long time. Yeah, I was three was when it close. came out. Yeah, I, I didn't see it in theaters or anything. I First time I remember seeing it was like on the VHS tape, like I think the following year and whatever, when they finally released it on VHS. And back in the time where a movie would come out and you'd have to wait like 10 months before it'd be released on home video. <sighs> and Redbox now. Or Blockbuster at that time. Blockbuster video. Movie gallery, movie Blockbuster, gallery. Hollywood video. This is telling you our age, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watch that every year too. I, I literally started in a, I mean, it's, it's an all year movie. Don't get me wrong, but I actively watch it through October all the way through Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's a Halloween <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas movie. Because it starts off in Halloween, the majority of the movie takes place during Thanksgiving time, and then it ends on Christmas. That's a long... I haven't seen that movie in a while. I might have to watch it again at some point. Do it. I need to do it. But, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of our... Halloween series episode. Honestly, I'm not even counting. 
because we've gone several episodes and unfortunately today is the 28th the next one that rolls around will be in november and so we'll be bringing new topics and new stories and yeah we'll just uh we'll go as we go and it'll be awesome and Look forward to everybody who is deciding to join us and listen and who has carried themselves this far and become a fan. We do greatly appreciate you. But this is Tales at 3 a.m.'s Halloween series. We thank you very much for joining us for season two. And I'm Tate. And I'm Ren. And we thank you very much for listening, and we hope to bring you new content going into the new month of November. So stick around, keep listening, keep watching, keep joining us, and we look forward to the next episode. Everybody have a good night, have a great and safe All Hallows Eve. Halloween and Samhain. <laughs> I was trying to make sure I was saying that correctly because it was in my head journey the wrong way. <laughs> but uh, yes, everybody, uh, everybody's celebrating Samhain and Halloween and All Hallows Eve. Have a great night. Have a great weekend, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode soon. Take care. Stay spooky. And stay spooky. Thank you.